Good evening, everybody. Hope everybody's had a good day. It's a nice hot, it's as hot as August outside. Our first song this evening will be number 730. What a friend we have in Jesus. <clears throat> What a friend we have in Jesus, our sins and griefs to Good evening, everyone. It's good to see everybody here. If you don't know the tall young man that's visiting today, he used to be Jeremiah Stitt. <laughs> now he's tall. He's a junior at Harding. Good for him. It's good to see him. Good to have him here with us this evening. Sunday evening will be our third Sunday sing. If you have a favorite hymn, want to sing, just write it down and put the number on the board outside and they'll do it. Sometimes I wonder some of these songs that somebody's favorite and nobody knows them. So anyway, the August, the August Young at Heart devotional and lunch out, lunch out is scheduled for August the 17th. We Shine Preschool has their apple tree up, items needed for the coming school year is located on the door leading into the old foyer area. 
Mildred Jones's brother, Dalton Lewis, recently passed away. Keep Mildred in your prayers and her family at this time. Alan Payne remains in Cabell and is being treated for pancreatitis. Keep Alan, Leah, and all the family in your prayers. He's in room 1772. Alan? Okay. Good. Got a second from his daughter-in-law. Good. Michelle Mann is a friend of Portia and Mary in the uh, women's Proctorville Women's Club together. Contacted Cova. I don't know if it was mentioned Sunday, but she passed away this morning. So keep her family. I think she has one son and a sister. Keep her family in your prayers. Portia's friend and Mary's friend. Continue to keep Kelly Williams in your prayers. She will be seeing doctors tomorrow at the James Cancer Institute in Columbus. Sherry Royce is in St. Mary's with COVID, not doing very well at all. Keep her in your prayers, please. Amber Payne has asked for prayers for her cousin, Christine Nelson, who has COVID and has been placed in a coma, I understand. Continue to keep Kristen and Hank, Randy, Rusty, and all the others in our prayers that are on our list. Be sure to pick up the bulletin each week so that you can keep up with all this. Chris has devotional. Jeremy, he's out of town. Do I have a volunteer closing prayer? Thank you, Gary. Also, one last thing. <clears throat> Sometimes birthdays aren't mentioned, but there are three or four birthdays that are in August. There are special places on the back table for those that are having birthdays in August. So mine is Saturday. Bring your gifts Sunday. <laughs> but anyway, somebody had one the other day. He's a little older than me, nine days, Rick Keister. But anyway, we're turning the one of the numbers. Gary will be there at the end of the year. Penny's already made it, but anyway, we'll be 70. Can't believe it. But it's good to have everybody here. Would you bow with me in prayer, please? Father, we are thankful for this beautiful day of life and that we can come to you and ask for help. We have many people sick with COVID. A lot of us have had friends to pass away from it. We ask that you bless those that are sick with COVID now, that, that you watch over them and, and, and be with Sherry and help her in her fight and pray that the doctors and, and, and the medical people can come up with a solution to help fight this 
virus. We ask your blessings on each and every one of them. Father, continue to be with our sick here at Rome. Be with Christian and Rusty and Hank and Randy and Steve and Dennis and all the others that, that are fighting cancer. And be with the Mann family at, at, at passing of Michelle and give them strength. We ask your continued blessings on our congregation that we continue to look to you for guidance and help in our daily walk of life and be with Chris and David as their families work with us here at Rome. We're thankful for all of our many blessings and pray that you continue to bless us. Go with us through this devotional and watch over us and be with us in our classes following. Forgive us, Father, when we sin. Bless us in thy son's name we pray. And amen. <clears throat> Number eight seventy four. Eight seventy four, nine forty nine, and eight sixty six. We'll sing those three shorter songs. Jesus is Lord, my Redeemer, how he loves me.
Invitation song will be number 394. 394. I've been going through my notes in Mark. Um, the eventual goal is to write a book. Nobody else is going to read it, but it's just for me. And if you guys want it, you can have it too. Um, so. Uh, but I've been going through my notes, and I came across something that I uh, don't know if I mentioned it in Mark chapter 4 that I thought was worthy of your attention tonight. So if you've got your Bibles, be turning to Mark chapter 4. This is one of the axes that Mark, the Gospel of Mark, turns on. This is going to be important for throughout the rest of the Gospel. This, this parable that Jesus tells about the four different types of soils... And in Matthew, he wants us to, it has an evangelistic tint to it. You're supposed to go out and as you teach, identify the different types of soils and teach everyone, but understand that uh, not everyone's going to receive the word with gladness. Mark doesn't use it like that. In fact, Mark wants you to, as you read through this parable, he wants you to look at your own heart and diagnose yourself. What kind of soil are you? Uh, and so that's what the parable is about. That's not really what I want to talk about tonight. Right after Jesus tells that parable, the disciples don't understand it. These are guys that have been with him for a while now, the 12. In verse 10, they take him aside. Uh, when he was alone, those around him with the 12 asked him about the parables. And he said to them, To you it has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside everything is in parables, so that they may indeed see but not perceive, and may indeed hear but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. And he said to them, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? That, that little word understand is really interesting because he uses two different words for understand in that one sentence in verse 13. There's two different words for understand. The first word uh, is Mark's way of saying, uh, do you not even understand the facts of the story? Like, could you recount the story to me? Could you tell it to me in your own words? Do you remember the story? Uh, Jesus teaches, obviously, a great deal in stories, not so much in Mark, but in the rest of the Gospels. Those writers record for us a great many of Jesus' parables. And so he teaches like this a lot. One of the reasons he teaches like this is because it's easy to remember, right? It's easy to remember the story. And you're meant to, these things are designed to be thought back on later 
maybe years after the original telling, and you're still getting more and more truth out of the parable. The more you dwell on it, the more truth is revealed to you. That's the nature of these parables. It's also, incidentally, the nature of Scripture itself. And so we heard this a lot while we were going through Mark. You're, you're supposed to dwell on this. And so Jesus says, don't you even understand the facts of the parable? Like, were you paying attention? Did you hear it? Or did you just kind of completely miss it? Because to Jesus, it seems like he thinks the, the point is obvious here. And so he's kind of questioning them at this point. Did, did you even hear the story? Can't, do you remember the facts? But then the second understand in verse 13 is a different word. He's not, he's not saying, do you understand the facts? He's saying, do you know how it applies to you? Because if you don't even know the story... How are you going to make the application? If you can't even remember the story, how are you going to dwell on it so that you get the application from it? Right? I wonder, and this is uh, probably scholars and preachers, and, and it's our fault, but I wonder if we haven't bred a generation of folks that just want church and faith righteousness to be easy this parable all three of these parables are connected here in mark they all they all have separate meanings but they all are shooting at the same thing faith is hard work it's not easy you got to put in the time you got to put in the time to to grow your faith it doesn't just happen you, you can't soak up righteousness you can't just sit in a pew and understand godliness. That's not how it works, right? Turn over to James. James chapter 1. I've linked these verses in my head, uh, and I can't unsee it now. You ever, you ever done something like that? You, you, it's like those pictures where somebody says there's a hidden picture in the picture, and once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once I've linked these verses in my head, I can't unsee it. Uh, and and it's it's bothering me, and so I want it to bother you too. <laughs> uh, I want this to stick with us because I, I think that we have supposed that Christianity, faith, devotion, not just not just like we would think of it as as Christianity, but devotion is difficult. It ought to be difficult. Like how many of us would walk up to an Olympian and say, "Hey, you won the gold medal. Was that tough?" What would they say? Well, of course it was hard. I've been training for the last 10 years for this, right? That's the same way with Christianity. It, it ought to be hard. It's designed to be hard. We undergo a transformation process. It should be painful. It should be difficult. It shouldn't be easy. There are a couple things that help us out in our journey here, though, uh, along our journey to a greater faith. And James talks to us about one of those things in, in chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. He says, count it all joy, my brothers. So we're about to hear something good, right? You guys know this verse, I'm sure. But pull yourself back from it for just a second. And, and think, along with James's original audience, the first time they heard this verse, what's James about to say? Because I'm, I'm supposed to be so overjoyed, so happy about what he's about to say. So count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Now, automatically in their heads, they had to be thinking, wait. Hit me with that again. Come back. 
I'm supposed to be happy when I fall into various trials? Well, yeah. For you know, verse 3, that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Faith is hard work, isn't it? And sometimes we go through the valley of the shadow of death, and it hurts. Sometimes it, it's scary, right? Sometimes it's painful. Sometimes it breaks our hearts. But he says those things produce in us a steadfast faith. That's what we're looking for, right? Because on those times, and sometimes only in those times, can we fall back on our faith. And we see it grow during those times. We see God reliable. We see Him trustworthy. We see Him faithful. And we take comfort in Scripture. And so, if you think back to Mark chapter 4, when Jesus is looking out at 12 men who are going to spread His word across the world in just a very short period of time, He's trying to teach them, and it's not easy. It's going to be difficult. It's supposed to be hard. You've got to put in the time, put in the work to grow your faith. Or else, the Hebrew writer would tell us in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 and 13, that though we should be teachers, we're still drinking milk, right? And so in our heads, maybe the image we should see is an obese baby, is being shovel-fed food. And that's not, that's not the kind of Christians we want to be, is it? We want to be grown. We want to be mature, taking care of ourselves, but also taking care of others. Having the ability, having the maturity to reach out and encourage other, other people, teach them, help them. That's what maturity can do for us, but it's not easy. It's hard. And we've got to be ready and willing to put in the hard work because there is no shortcut. Look in Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, you meet a guy named Simon. Philip has come through Samaria, and revolution, honestly, has swept through Samaria. People are coming to Christ in droves. And these aren't just normal people. They're not, they're not halfway, half-hearted followers. These people are giving away everything. Now, they're, 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 they're burning books. This is the section... Now, this is the city where they burn massive amounts of these spell books, uh, these magic books. They burn a fortune in the, in the spell books. And this guy, Simon, used to have everybody's attention in, in this area. And he was the, known as the great magician. And Philip comes through, and he's doing some amazing things through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Philip, or Simon sees these things. He comes to faith, but really what he wants is the power. He doesn't necessarily care so much at least here in this passage so much about righteousness and godliness he doesn't want to put in the hard work he wants a shortcut he wants a shortcut he wants to do it the easy way and peter tells him there's there's not an easy way around this there's not an easy way around growing your faith it takes hard times it takes hard work We've got to understand the story, right? We've got to understand the story first, the story of Scripture. But then, once we do understand the story overall, we can start putting in the hard work to grow our faith, to become mature, because there's no, there's no shortcuts to maturity.
And right now, our world needs mature Christians. It needs devoted Christians. Our faith's being tested now, isn't it? Times are getting hard, and it doesn't look like they're going to get a whole lot easier, even if COVID goes away. It doesn't look like it's going to get a whole lot easier for us, does it? And so we need maturity. It's time to put in the hard work. It's time to spend time with Scripture, to spend time with the God of Scripture so that we can grow up and be mature, so that we can be righteous, so that we can be godly, so that we can be called people after His own name. This evening, if you have not been baptized into Christ, your sins are still laid on your account. You're still accountable for those things. You're still culpable, to use a legal term. God's still going to hold you accountable for those things. You get those things wiped away, washed away through the power of Jesus' blood. And he doesn't see those things when he looks at you anymore. He sees his own precious son, Jesus, pure and righteous when he looks at you. Tonight, if you need to be baptized into Christ, we want to aid you in that way. If you've already been baptized, you just need the prayers of this congregation to be who God would have you to be, to put in the hard work. We want to help you in any way we can. Won't you come tonight as we stand and sing? with me please father we come for you this evening thanking you for another day of life father that you've given us and for the opportunity to gather here and study your word and sing songs of praises to you father we're mindful of those uh, who are sick father for those who are, are fighting covid and those who are battling cancer and heart problems, whatever it may be, Father. And we just pray that you'll bless them and bless those that was mentioned here this evening. And we pray, Father, for Kelly Williams, that uh, that you'll be with her and, and give them a safe trip. And, and, and Father, be with the doctors who, are, who will be attending to her and, 
and we pray for uh, Christine Nelson, Father, that uh, that you will bless her and, and be with uh, Sherry Royce, Lord. You'll continue to be with her and those who are attending her and watch over Alan Payne that uh, he will get better and be able to be back with us. And, and Father, we pray for uh, Dottie Diamond, the uh, wife of Terry, Father, that she'll be battling lung cancer. We pray that, that you'll bless her and continue to be with Rusty and Kristen and Father, whoever those are that uh, we might not be aware of, we pray uh, blessings on them. And Father, we're thankful that Chris is be able that able to be back with us this evening. And we pray, Father, you'll be with us as we go to classes and be with the teachers and help us all, Father, to uh, to listen and learn and help us all to uh, to mature in your Word. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.